Everybody, I'm Chad Eckert. That's Joe Idoni. This is the Preferred Lines podcast broadcasting live on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Each and every Monday night, we talk about the betting board. And this week, it's the Charles Schwab challenge. But Joe, I cannot get over last week. We can't. I know we want to get right to the betting board, but we can't because. Phil Mickelson has won the PGA Championship. Phil Mickelson, at the age, a ripe age of 50 years young, is the major champion? Can you believe it? Did that really happen? Dude, you said he would win again. You had faith. I had no faith. I did. I did. I will stake this flag firmly. I've said he will win again in the darkest of days. November, December, when he couldn't make a cut. Um... I said this, I made it public, and I bet him because I thought that he would be great at a linksy style difficult golf course over at the Open, and I just overlooked the linksy style difficult golf course that was the PGA Championship at Kiowa Island. Interesting. But awesome for Phil. Like, dude, like it was like a, a fucking movie scene. Like, was it not? Like, you cannot, you can't write that story. You can't. Well, they did. They already wrote it. It was for Tiger at the Masters. I was like, that cannot be topped, and there can't even be anything close to that. And this was basically a rerun, but for Phil as the star actor. I know. And I think it topped Tiger's win. No. I do. Oh, you do you think it did? Yeah, I do. In terms of just how crazy it was, I definitely do. Um, it was everything. It was the old man versus the arrogant machismo. And I love Brooks, but he was everything that Phil is not in a way. So he has a cockiness to him. He's not fan friendly. Mm-hmm. He does not analyze a single thing about his golf swing. <laughs> Phil analyzes whether it's a Pell six or a three quarter seven and what the winds do on every shot. They could not be more polar opposite. So it had everything, right? And what it had that the Masters did not have was two things. It had an epic battle from start to finish. So a full 18 holes of this madness where it comes from. First hole, it looks like it's over, right? Brooks birdies, two-stroke swing, three-stroke swing on the following hole. Then he misses the short. He should have been like it was everything for four straight hours. And the other part that was different and what made it cooler to me is when Tiger won and I had the Tiger ticket, he was 15 to one. He had been playing great coming in. He had won the tour championship. His form was there and he was a favorite in that event. He was one of five favorites to win the Masters. Sure. Phil was as long as they get 250 to one to win a major. Like that doesn't happen. Doesn't happen ever. He did it. The oldest man to ever win. One on the longest golf course that's ever been played. It's crazy. How? How? It was awesome. Uh, we've got some guys in the chat. Thank you for being here. Uh, what it is up what to up, the Hunt Man. And uh, Craig's in here. You got Charlie. He's always a big fan. Here's the thing, Joe. Craig knows. Um, <clears throat> I had no faith. Therefore, I did not have any shares of him on DraftKings. I did not bet him. I did not use him on Jock Market. Did you use him on our pals over there, the app Jock Market? 
I did not. No, I had a lot of good uh, jock market action this week. I had a couple of guys in the top 10. I had 28 shares of Brooks. So that did really well. Um, Brooks was like six dollars. I don't even know what Phil was. That's why I wanted to ask. I don't. Well, end up? I think he was he was two dollars and fifty cents. Oh my god! Two dollars and fifty cents for shares of Mixon sold for twenty five dollars a share. As you know, the jock market, you can get as many shares as you want, right? You you can have a hundred shares, you can have two shares. Uh, it doesn't matter. We've got a sweet little promo code PL ten that'll get you a free ten dollars if you haven't tried that app out yet. It's incredible. It was a ton of fun this last week. Um, I know people enjoyed it a lot, but I'm, I'm still like. Well, just so before we get off the job yeah. market, I would I do want to promote it a little bit further because my yeah. little brother is now getting into it a little bit more than he was because I've been listening to this program and us talk about it every week. But he's not even doing it for golf; he's doing it for the NBA, and he's loving it. He's making so some money. Brother. He's able to get in, make his moves, have conclusions and thoughts, and then halftime decide do i want to be done here and boom i pull my money off the table and he's cashing out so uh not only is it good for golf it's great for nba as well i'm told so there you go jock market pl10 promo code there uh but yes uh i'm very i mean i'm still it's great because it's shocking but it's really not shocking because it's phil in a way but it's fun because then i get the generations my grandparents my parents my kid i'm like you know telling my son that ace his grand his grandpa's favorite golfer is phil and he's about to win i mean it's just like it's bringing us all together uh we just love uncle phil so it's and then we know he's gonna use this forever for bragging rights we're never gonna get rid of phil he's gonna be in our lives forever he's great at content he's (laughs) funny the reason, Joe, though, why I did not think he would win again is because he's gone down that road of funny man Phil, kind of a phony, a little bit of a clown, hitting the ball as it's going down the hill in the in a in a, yeah. the U.S. Open. So, I mean, like, he's been that guy for a little bit. So, I didn't think that. I thought he was done. I'm like, here he goes, off to the sunset. I'm just not willing in, in the craziness that is golf in the greatest, like, okay, I'll give you the NFL, but – the situation that pro golf is in right now is the second best thing going. Like you can watch, go ahead and watch the NBA playoffs tonight and tell me you get half of the excitement and the adrenaline and the feelings and the emotion that you saw yesterday. You will never see it. Um, it's unbelievable. You have generational stars that are our fathers and our grandfathers rooted for with Phil and Tiger and Stuart Sink, who just won, and Lee Westwood, who was in contention a couple of weeks ago, and Padraig Harrington, who's top three, who's a Ryder Cup captain, and Steve Stricker right up there. And then you have the young crop. You've got Morikawa, Scheffler, Wolf, Neiman, um, Hovland. Like, and then you've got the guys, that the stalwarts, right? Spieth, Kepka, like – Everything is there right now for pro golf. It's so freaking awesome to see. And I'm glad like, and, and we haven't even talked about it, but this is the one year anniversary of us starting this show at the Charles Schwab challenge in 2020. It's been an incredible year. I can't imagine a major or any moment eclipsing what we just saw with the fans. And like, you have to take like, there's so many other factors in it too, with, with what everyone's been through the last year and it just felt like the PGA championship stuck a knife in the heart of COVID-19 and it was over. I love and, that tweet. Yeah, it's over for sure. You are right in saying that there are, this storyline cannot happen in pretty much any other sport. 
Dude, you, you can't could, write that. The 50-year-old guy like Roger Federer pandemic that comes back and is 250 to 1 and destroys the young major killer. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Dude, so, a guy that's awesome. won more uh PGA championships than Phil himself, but has you know only been in it for so long, whatever. I think it's great. I mean, it, it literally is the equivalent of Roger Federer 15 years from now winning Wibbledon. But that doesn't that's not even I mean it's Totally not hard because, and we've seen like what makes golf so much better, in my opinion, too, is like anything can happen. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not anywhere close to writing Tiger off from coming back. Like look at what we've seen the last three weeks. We've seen 48 year old Stewart Sink win by four. We've seen KH Lee, relatively unknown except for people like us, go off at it triple digits and win. And then we see Phil win like. Like you aren't getting this in the NBA, you aren't getting this in the hockey playoffs. You're not going to see anyone a hundred to one win consecutive back to back to back weeks, and it's incredible. And yeah, I love. So why it. are we even doing this podcast when it's like impossible to predict the outcome of golf? It's impossible. Phil, in his <laughs> last fifteen starts, had two top twenty fives and seven missed cuts. Where do you see that coming? Like, <laughs> Like that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I'm not. I know that you guys and you guys out here are, have gotten on us before. You're like, just get to the picks, right? Just get to the picks. The picks don't freaking matter, guys. You know, this Phil's is story forever. H Lee just won. It's this, right? And it's and it's everything. And and um, just really cool, really awesome to see. I was I was fortunate enough to watch the final nine holes with my buddy who had a large, large ticket on Phil Mickelson. So that was really cool to just kind of experience that with him, even though I had nothing at stake. It was the biggest bet he had ever won. It was like probably the biggest golf bet I've ever seen on an outright. <laughs> uh, so he had a $200 bet on Phil, Phil. at, what was it? 250? At 250 to one. He's a, he is a listener. He may be watching the show right now. He watched the show last week. And that was his large, like, people were like, well, I want to see his other bets. I can tell you right now, I saw them. That was the largest bet he made of the week. Like, he had. Broke- and then you would recommend he hedged a little bit. Did he hedge a lot? Um, I wouldn't say a lot. I think a fair amount on Louis and Streelman, basically enough to, to cover all of his bets and still come out profitable. Okay. But it was not the hedge like you think it's a hedge. It's not like. So is he going to be able to get this five money grand out? on it? What's where that? Did, where did he make this bet? And is he going to be able to ret- receive this money? Because we know, Joe, there are some books out there that are reluctant to give it up. I know. It's a lot of money to, to scoop up, huh? Uh, I don't know how that situation is. Apparently, it, it is a very trusted source, and I'm sure it will be fine. Um, it is Good. not a sketchy Costa Rican offshore situation. So, that will uh, more than force you to take Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah, more than hopeful that it'll be fine. Um, so yeah, it was just it was it was freaking unbelievable, man. I can't even say any really anything else about it. It was awesome. Yeah, congrats to your boy and uh, congrats to Phil. Was a great week. Was awesome. Now, are we ready to get into the Charles Schwab challenge? It's a mouthful. (laughs) We got to talk about the Charles Schwab. (laughs) It's. It's actually a good field, Joe. It's I'm crazy. Kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm ready to go. I'm just I'm just still like exhaling off what we saw. But yeah, I'm ready to go. Crack open that board. Crack open that beer. Uh, who we got at the top, pal? I did want to mention before we get into the betting board that you got to go watch that Bryson content. Oh, I saw it. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. I watched all 28 minutes. 
Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. It's kind of dumb, but it's good. Oh, and then we need to promote you. You're on our buddy uh, Travis Fulton's show again. Yep, that's going to come out tomorrow. Travis Fulton, um, you know, follow him on Twitter, on Instagram, wherever you follow him. We are going to go through the DraftKings board this week. And then Wednesday night, I will be doing, once again, the Jock Market Power Hour with Rick Gaiman. Uh, so, yeah, just stay tuned to, if you want to, watch any of that if you like that uh just check out my twitter page i will tweet links of it and that is that tour picks all right joe now we're ready to get to the tippity tip top and you'll see at this sports book because some of these books have different odds jordan spieth is at the top here at 10 and a half to one you have a justin thomas below that at 13 now the numbers have shifted quite a bit a little bit uh, even just looking at what we're looking at, which is the DraftKings Sportsbook. It's green and black. It matches our colors. Does We have no affiliation to this. We cannot bet on this sportsbook. So uh, we use it as an example, just as a reference. You can find other lines, other places. You can find Morikawa, probably different than 15 to 1, but that's what he is here. He is also joined under 20 to 1 by more names. There's Abraham Answered at 17, Finau at 17, Patrick Reed is at 17 on this book. You got Daniel Berger at 19, Corey Connors at 19. There's a jumble of names under 20 to 1. Are you interested in any of them though, Joe? Okay, so yeah, um in a little bit I have some different numbers at my particular outlets, but I think Speeth and Thomas are great. It just came down to me like they were both like 10 to 1 and it was like take Speeth or Thomas or grab one or two other guys, you know, instead of taking a 10 to one, grab two or three other guys at 20 to 30 to one. Uh, and that's what I chose to do. What about you? But I like, I feel like they could, it could really be Justin Thomas, like just train wreck this place because he's so mad about last week that, and he's just like the, I feel like the perfect player. The one thing that worries me is it is very tight and very tree-lined off of this golf course. So you can't be wayward uh, off the tee, and that is his weakness. But it also plays to his biggest strength, which is approach play, which is creativity around the greens. And if he just putts level to the field and can somehow figure that out a little bit, and I think that – you know, I saw him tweeting a little bit about Phil and and how he approached and switching the putting grip. I think like something like that could really free him up like – just make the putt, right? Like, stop analyzing everything. Just, just get out there and make you the putt. And, and what's like putting is so. And I noticed this, right? It's just some days you you have the feel and the touch, and some mm-hmm. days you don't. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily about how many strokes you took on the putting green or how many hours of practice. It just is different, right? Like we've seen Brooks be an incredible putter, and then Sunday. Do I think that he choked? No. I just think that he missed a couple of short putts, and that can happen. And your feel goes a little bit, and you miss two three-footers that essentially, if he makes both of them, would have gotten him in a playoff. So that's golf. That's what's happened. It's a second-place finish. I don't think that he choked um, for the record on Brooks. Okay. No choke. I don't think he choked either. Okay, good. I mean, I have some buddies that are like – he just rubs a lot of people the wrong way, and I get that. So they're quick to, oh, Brooks blew it, all this stuff. He sucks. He, you know, all like look, look at his record and his score to par in the major championships, and he's four times as good as anyone else over the last five years. Plus he's hurt, and you know, it's like you want to say that he chokes, but where was JT? 
mm-hmm. where's Rory? Where's DJ? Mm-hmm. Like, did they choke or do they just, you know, he still finished second. I mean, come on, nine weeks, eight weeks, you know, post operating room. Uh, he's in a major championship finishing second. So great performance by him. Um, I, for one, appreciated the way that he acted. I know that some people did not. I well, think his comments post Ronald. Not so much that, right? So I'm not taking a ton away from that. Like you, his two little, his he's an angry little blib at the end. Like he obviously don't even talk to Brooks. He's going to say something that's like obvious that he's going to be irritated. Of course, right. he says that. I and like what you're saying. Course. What you're going to say is maybe that he was just hanging out. Like he was a good partner to be with. Just like with Paul Casey at the PGA, or I think it was last year, where like he is out of the way if he's not, you know, he's not. I don't know. I think yes, he was. He was fine. He played fast. He was never disrespectful in any way. He cleared the stage for him on eighteen. Was mm-hmm. he pissed off? Yeah, yeah. That's his persona because he wants to he win. Works himself into a competitive bull rush like at these events so you expect him to sit there and bow down he's not going to do it now give him a day or so like he he'll calm down he'll give him the respect that he do he'll send the congratulatory tweet i'm sure he'll send him a text like you know but people wanted him to be like you know like give him the coronation on 18 like that's not like not him right he's not a ricky felt like he blew it in in to some degree um, had he played better, he's looking at his par fives, right? He was number one in par fives over the week, and he was five over on the first three par fives on Sunday. Like, he knows he lost that event in some respects. Well, so did Jordan Spieth lose the event also uh, because Jordan was fine and doing okay with all other clubs but his putter as well? So then do we go to Jordan here, who has the course history, is playing Definitely. great, I mean, there's there, there's arguments that could be made for Spieth over JT, but I do agree, though. JT, we've seen it before. He's had an interview with Amanda Balionis, and he's angry, and I'm like, JT looks a little irritated and mad. Watch out for him next week, and then he'll win the next week. So there is that about Justin Thomas where he'll just pick himself up. Jordan Spieth, though, at 10.5 to 1, I don't know if I can get there. I mean, I know he's got the abilities here at this course or whatever. Uh, 10 to 1 is too deep for me. I don't even know if I want anyone under 20 to 1. Yeah, so I took someone just I took someone at twenty two, um, but yeah, and and it's not that way on this particular book. But yeah, same with you. Um, I just can't. I'm not ready for JT at, at twelve or at ten to one. Actually, mine is at ten or Spieth at ten to one this week. They could both win, of course. Um, Spieth, incredible course history. JT, the best approach player besides maybe Morikawa, but I'd rather take a couple of guys up further. What about a? B, PR, always bet Patrick Reed. I found a 20 this morning, so I hit it. Always bet him. Ding, 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 ding. You win. Uh, Yes, Patrick Reed, 22 to 1. I took that. So these are the guys around Patrick Reed on the odds board right now. (laughs) Abraham Answer is 18 to 1, and Patrick Reed's 22 to 1. I'm looking at Bovada on my other screen right here. So these numbers are active. Uh, Abraham answer 18 to one, the same odds as Patrick Reed, Scotty Scheffler, Tony Finau, Will Zalatoris, Corey Connors, Sung J M is 25 to one. Those six guys, those six players I just named have two combined PGA tour wins between <laughs> the six of them. Patrick Reed has nine. 
He's won WGCs. He's won major championships. He's he's done everything. Like if you're gonna take a guy there, take the guy going back to, from Texas. Plays in the wind. This is an around the green course. He gets up and down like nobody else. Top seven here last year. I think a seventh place finish here last year. Um, it's a no brainer. Twenty two to one. Just bet it. You if you just bet Patrick Reed every time he plays, you are up. You're up a lot because he wins at a rate that outproduces his betting number consistently because I think part of it is people don't like him. People don't want to bet him, so they're going to price him above Abe Answer this week. They're going to price him with Scotty Scheffler and Finau and these guys who don't – like, just take Pat Reed. Just take it. No, it's like they truly don't like him and his wife. And what they do off the off the court. He's a I'm cheater. Whatever. He's blocked but, me on Twitter, but I can get past it, guys. I can get I past can it get too, past. and I'm on it. Now, the 20s. Well, we could talk about Corey Connors because people might want to bet Corey Connors. Are you thinking that he can win a tournament here? Yeah, I do. Yeah, um, same. I think he can definitely win. His 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 iron play is incredible. Same with Zalatoris, same with Answer. Like I'm just looking at this strictly should should he be the same odds as Patrick Reed to win? Mm. I'm not talking about who's going to lead in strokes gained approach or who's mm. going to hit the most fairways. I'm talking about who's going to win the golf tournament and if you're betting outrights that's all that matter because your your fourth place Abe Answer and your eighth place Corey Connors don't matter in this market. Uh, no, and DraftKings are on that jack market. Sure, sure. That's why maybe you don't do these people at the top. Uh, you just kind of go into the names in the 20s. That's kind of what I'm leaning towards. I love the names in the 20s. I'm all about Will Zalatoris. I do feel like this feels like a Morikawa situation where you kind of knew he's good. Everyone told you he could hit the ball like a maniac, and he's got these finishes. He's starting to get more t- attention and publicity, and then he'll finally break through. And then to be honest with you, at 25 to 1, it feels fair. So I, I think I got it at 25 to 1 or 22 to 1. Either way, I'm okay with that number. And I'm also into the skinny guys this week because I took Neiman at 20. Well, actually, huh, there's a book out there that's placing pretty high odds on Neiman at a 40. So I grabbed a 40, I think it was. I, mean, I can't even believe it's 40. So I got a 40 on Neiman, so I took it. Got it as well. Neiman yeah. at 40. Uh, no brainer just based on the odds, based on the form. 18 straight. Cuts made on the PGA Tour, longest active streak, and those are some good performances. Right now, ball striking these top 10. Par 4s, which are going to be extremely important this week. There are only two par 5s on the course. The par 3s are relatively difficult. The bulk of the scoring that we've seen year over year at Colonial is made on the par 4s. He is second on the PGA Tour in that regard. Everything sets up great for Neiman, um, and 40 was just too good to be true. Yeah. So I'm out. I'm even. I don't care if it was 26 and a half to one. I still do like Neiman. Like I might even do that. I'm yeah, confused I'd though. Like in the 30s, yeah. there's some Brian Harmon is ahead of Scheffler Horschel, who won the match play and has had really good finishes. You got Kokrak who won in uh, the fall. You got Justin Rose there and M who's won. Why would they have Harmon at 30? Oh, I don't know. Like they seem to be the books seem to be a little all over the place this morning. I think a lot of them are still recovering from the PGA and just maybe not dialed in on golf on a Monday after the PG, after a major championship with everything else that's going on with hockey, with NBA. So, yeah, I mean, well, Bertie Bryan is good. I mean, he's not bad. He's in, he's in he's playing incredible right now. 
He's playing incredible. This is a perfect – you would script this golf course for Brian Harmon to win. Sure. Yes. Um, these then, are one of the spots on I what about what about Sung Jay though? Like yeah. are we ready to get back on Sung Jay? Because 35 to 1 feels like a ridiculous price for him in this field. And I saw a lot of really good things last week of the PGA championship that I can get behind the ball striking. I can get behind the, the technician type golf course where it's mm-hmm. three iron to eight iron like on a part four and and that's where he really excelled that's where he excelled at the honda on a shorter type par 70 golf course so are we there sung jay are you back you're the sure. sung jay whisperer so Crack so you back. tell me uh i love going all in and i do like him this week i immediately opened the betting board this morning and i saw a 33 so i grabbed a 30 or 33 i can't remember exactly mm. okay yep let me see yeah i think there but, are some good numbers out there Dude, Sungjae is preparing to have the summer of his life because we know Sungjae is motivated. This is the Olympic year. We thought it might be last year. So maybe he kind of reset himself. And that's what you saw of Sungjae a little bit there before the master. You know, like he kind of had a lull in his world. But maybe that was on purpose because we know these guys go up and they go down and then they go up and then they go down again. And then... Sungjae may be beginning to have his upward trend, and everybody said before the PGA last week that this guy can't play well at majors. He hates hard courses. He hates hard tournaments, and he's and he what, basically was as good as anybody. So I'm okay looking past just the past stats that make him not pop in your model and thinking in my head that he knows that this is the summer of Sungjae. He does. We know he's one of the best golfers there are with the golf club. Like he's literally that person. So he deserves to be up with these names. He's kind of a little bit ignored because he's a baby boy. Sung J M. I don't know. Maybe he saw KH Lee and he's inspired. Maybe he's got this in summer of Sung J. I have no idea, but I think it's past the stats. He definitely knows how to swing and hit the ball and have it go close to the hole. So let's go. I think that's, this is a chance to get another win for Sung J. Yeah, the rhythm seems to be there. I'm just waiting for him to kind of have that really great putting week, which always sort of brings him through and into a top five. You know, eighth at the Honda, uh, 13th at the Heritage a couple of weeks ago, and then 17th last week at the PGA. So the form is, you know, he's even in the models, Chad, he's not terrible. Is he? Like, he's not playing badly. Um, he actually rates out really well. And I just think that this is a spot where we're catching a little drift. Look, like I said earlier, you can bet Justin Thomas and you can bet Jordan Spieth at 10 to one, or you can grab three of these guys. Like you can take Reed, Sungjae, Neiman, and basically stake the same amount. And I think that those three combined, I would give a better chance to win this week than the one. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned that about Sungjae popping in the models because we, on the Fantasy Golf Pod tomorrow night, Joe, we're going to pick lineups using a hat. I can't wait. And then we're going to pick lineups using a Fantasy National Golf Club model. So guess what? Join us tomorrow live on the Fantasy Golf Pod YouTube page as we make lineups using that method, Eric and I, just to see which one performs better. Is it a model or is it luck out of a hat? Because we know 
This is gambling. So just be careful out there. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are not encouraging you to bet a lot of money. We are encouraging you to do this for fun, and uh, we'll encourage you to maybe take a longer shot. Maybe go 40s or so, and who was there? Let's go look, because we talked about most of these names. I do kind of like Horschel, and that number is 35. is fine, but I'm not... You know, I'm not right home at it about it. Do you have any interest in the 40 range? We have Grio Hoffman Palmer. Well, he is 50. Now, again, it depends on what book you're looking at because we've already seen some drastic differences between these people because it is golf and nobody knows what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, to answer your question, I do have some interest here. I have a Charlie Hoffman 55 to 1 bet that I have placed. Um, He's just feeling it really good right now, right? Yeah. He's bouncing with his irons. Um, Travis Fulton, who I will do the show with tomorrow, had his swing coach on and said that this is the best he's ever hit it in his career, and he is this close to coming through. We saw him right there at the Valero with Spieth, which was also in Texas a few weeks ago, the week before the Masters, right? Um, right there then. He, made, he gave me, because I had him at a huge number last week, there were a couple of moments – where it felt like he was ready to really make a run, where I think that he would get it to minus two, minus three, and then the implosion happened. We saw that with a number of guys, but uh, four four straight top 20s, five, let me see, six of his last seven have been top 20s, going all the way back to the Florida swing. So great guy in a, in a, in a platform like Jock Market, I think makes a ton of sense in DraftKings, and I think is worth an outright ticket at anything, probably 50 to one and above. Do you think that these guys, Joe, are a little upset when they get snubbed from majors like Hoffman did at the Masters and Fowler did recently, and then they have to rely on invites and their pride is hurt and their egos are damaged? Do you think that they come in a little – they're getting up earlier, they're going to the gym more, they're doing more because they're angry and motivated. That has to be an issue or the thing, right? It has to be to some degree. I think it depends on the player, but I think that um, – is Ricky in the field this week? No, but I'm just saying last week we saw him pop. It's like Bryson in the 28-minute video. Dude, he is putting time in. How can Bryson not become the best golfer of all time in the next 20 years? Because I don't see how anyone's working harder than Bryson. I swear to God. There's no one on tour that's doing more because Bryson has no fucking life. And all he does is he hangs out with these three nerds, and they're just friends trying to swing as fast as they possibly can. So guess what? This 26-year-old dude has a bazillion dollars, and he's building out all of this stuff to make himself swing faster. That's not going to help him. Look at Phil Nicholson at age 50. It obviously helps him. So I'm like, super into the guy that actually cares, the dude that's motivated, the guy that felt snubbed, the dude that's not at home dealing with a baby. Wah, wah, John Rom, feed me. Not those people. We don't want those people. We want people like this Hoffman guy that felt snubbed that he didn't get into the Masters where we know he's first-round leader every time. So he couldn't get on the you know national um, worldwide stage this April there. So here he wants this. He's trying to win the Ho Charlie Hoffman Open a couple months. We not even that long ago, popping in everyone's models with his iron play. Coach is saying he's playing the best ever. Here we go. We're in. We're in. That's enough said. Um, Thank you. Funny take on Bryce there. That's funny. Yeah, it seemed like his whole his whole life it just revolves around either eating or like <laughs> hitting in that batting cage that he has in his house, basically. God, wouldn't you <laughs> love to be him though? Uh, yeah, man. I just I can't. I don't know these. I just feel something is 
is so ungenuine about Bryson. And maybe that's a bad take because at this point it's so consistent that it almost yeah. has to be genuine, to be. right? It yeah. felt like a year ago, all of this content and the stuff that he would do was so produced and fake, but now yeah. it's like, maybe that's just how this freaking guy is. But yeah. Um, all right, well, we got the names I got to ask you about, Joe. There's people yeah, that competed ahead. last week. Do you care if they were in contention last week? Does that make you nervous that they're fatigued? Or are you thinking that Kevin Streelman here at 55 or Gary Woodland, who were popping last week, are going to be worth betting at 55? It's a tough question to answer. Um, yeah, I don't know. I worry about it a little bit. You know, Hoffman is going home. He's going to Texas. He's going to a place where I think that he feels very comfortable that he can win. Um, I think Woodland's in that boat. Like, uh, the Strillman, you could put in that boat, too. So, yeah, I think when you're this level of player um, and you know that victories could be one, two, three, four years apart and you're in good form, play everything. Right, yeah. you never know what the week's going to bring, and, and and if you're striking the ball well and you're feeling good about your golf swing, tee it up. What about then, Phil? Because it Phil at seventy to one here on this sports book. Is that someone that we can go back to? Phil was up all night tweeting. How in the hell is he going to play a golf tournament on Thursday? I can't get there on Phil. He's going to be drinking coffee probably. He drinks eight cups of coffee a day. He, <laughs> he, he said that he said that every seven days he fasts for 36 hours. I'm like, this guy is a maniac, dude. He, he's he's kind of crazy, but he looks great. He doesn't look 50. Um, and it's work for him. I think that Tiger should not do this, but he should take no. a he should take a page out of Phil's playbook in that um get my body right. Number one, like get myself feeling healthy and Phil is whether it's like the, the placebo effect and, and that what he's doing just makes him think he's feeling better. He said that he feels the best he ever has in his life. He feels healthier. He's got more energy, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Tiger needs to get there and he'll be back. Okay, Joe, it's 80 degrees here in my garage. I am out in my garage, as you might know, if you follow the pod, and it's gone from very cold 60-degree, 50-degree days here in Minnesota to now it's humid and hot, and it is sticky warm. So I want to get through these last few long shots and see what you have to say about Cameron Tringali is now at 66-1. to 1. Are you interested in that now? That feels like a really good bet. I'm not, not going to take it. Um, I'm going to pass on it, but it does feel like if you've been on Tringale and you've been making money on him because he's been playing incredible, mm-hmm. you have to bet this number at 66 to one when he was the leader through one, two, three rounds, I think at the Valero, right? Yeah. Um, and he was, he's, he's known he's, to do that first round leading at the Honda and he does everything well that suits him. Do, do you worry a little bit that the, the, like 16 over par that he went over a three hole stretch kind of uh, like stuck a fork in him. Well, he at least didn't knock the ball marker off with his club. What did he do? Well, he at least didn't smash the T marker with his club in anger. Like EVR. Embarrassing uh, actions by some players. Seriously. All right. What about Matt Wallace? That's been a guy that's had some good form and we see him here at 70 to one and he's not very commonly known. So maybe he'd be more like 50 or 40 to one if there, if he was a household name, Matt Wallace. I want to see Matt Wallace on a course with par fives with a little bit more open fairways oh, okay. and that he can just 
do damage T to green, which I think is a strength. I don't want to see him at a course necessarily with a lot of irons off the tee and that around the green game is going to become very important. So even though I had Wallace last week and I thought it was a pretty good play, I'm not going to bet him this week. So then are you going to Kevin now, who's basically a whisperer for this place? No, not betting Kevin now either. Okay, and then Siwoo Kim has been good this year. Any interest? He's the same number at 70-1 to as Nan Wallace. No, who I did take, who I think is around uh, this number in most books, who actually, if you have a MyBookie account right now, he's 125-1. Oh. to one. That's ridiculous. So this is a hot tip right here. 125-1. to one. Every other book, he's like 50 or 60. Chris Kirk. Mm-hmm. Chris Kirk has won this event at this course before. Um, Chris Kirk is playing great. He is one of the best around the green players in the field. Let me see here. I had some other good Chris Kirk stuff. Um, ball striking, par four scoring, uh, around the green at this course, specifically putting. Like He's doing a lot of things that I'm looking at this week really well. And if you have the opportunity to jump to 125 to 1 on someone that's basically universally 55 or 60 to 1 elsewhere, you should just almost blindly take it. Sure. We like Chris Kirk. We're a fan of him on the Fantasy Golf Pod. Yeah. All right. So, Joe, any more info? Or are we going to wait for you and Rick on Wednesday and talk about the jock market then? No, you got it. Well, let's talk bombs. You got any bombs? Like triple digits, 100 to 1. We just seen 250 to 1 hit. We just seen 100. Like, let's get some bombs in. You got anyone you like? What's funny is that I don't. I didn't take any. I went with the guys in the 20s and I got, you know, I went with Sung JM at that 30 number. I've got a smaller card. I'm going less exposure, but I'm going more at that condensed 20 to 1 range. I'm feeling like that that's where the win equity is i might actually do that more often than i'm doing anything because i have a I love throwing a dollar at everyone but that doesn't that doesn't help when the one week i should have thrown a dollar on everyone was last week on phil and i didn't hit it uh so you know i i'm i hey it's early in the week joe i might get down to somebody at that 150 to one level and i you know i did knock a dollar on uh, sam burns one time for 90 to one so you do end up saving your weeks by doing that. So I'm going to actually get into that. Otherwise, Joe, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Jock Market on Wednesday night, right before IPO. I'm going to go to the $3 range, and I'm going to pepper the $3 range. <laughs> and make sure that I got my portfolio of about 10 guys in that 3 to $4 or $5 range on Jock Market and hope that they go up to the top 10. And boom, I'm making some money. Good stuff, man. I got two quick ones, and then we'll get out of here. We'll try to make it a short show this oh, week. Oh, Bramlet, Bramlet um, bomb. Uh, someone, you know, Cecil's this week, Cecil's got the his house on Bramlet. Oh, Jesse, Bramlet bomb. Yeah, I had Bramlet <laughs> a couple of weeks ago on Jock Market. Big turns there, but Harry Higgs is one hundred and forty to one. You gotta love Harry Higgs, right? Everybody loves Harry Higgs. Top four last week at the PGA Championship got himself it's crazy because we never saw a single swing of his. We could have really used. More. We didn't really talk about the coverage. I don't want to get into it too yeah, much. Yeah, that's every time, every week. We could have used more Harry Higgs last week. You could. My dad would not have want more Harry Higgs. That's the problem. And then my dad is the one buying those Genesises for eighty thousand dollars. But your dad buying. isn't buying PGA Tour Live and NBC True. Sports Gold, which is where they make their money. Your dad isn't sweating um, the Charles Schwab Challenge at eight a.m. on Thursday with a three-ball matchup and the in the. So so my dad did incorrectly add up my scorecard on the golf course the other day. Did you see that tweet? No, 
I did it. Dude, my dad edited it up, so I go to my car. I'm like, oh, cool. I shot this, set it off, throw it up on Twitter. Oh, boom. Wait a second. I had a birdie on number 13, and he gave it to himself, so that's wrong. And then someone said, like, you're sandbagging the wrong way. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I had a, and he gave me an extra five. Immediately flagged. Yeah, so I'm like, wait a second, dad, you're fucking me over. So Mike Eckert was in the chat last week. It wasn't Mike Eckert, my dad. It was Mike Eckert, our friend of the program. But yes, the Mike Eckerts of the world, they own the Golf Channel. They're the ones making the decisions because they're all gray hair uh, boomers. So what we can do, Joe, is we can always complain about it, but it's just going to go into nowhere. It's going to go out. I know. I know. I'm not going to complain about it anymore. Okay. 250 to 1. Mm-hmm. Digging in the dirt. Oh, I saw him on DraftKings at like sixty three hundred. I talked about it on the first look today. Geez, yep. why is he? What? Why is he snubbed? All of a sudden, he's, he's playing good. He's playing good. He's putting great um, on bent grass on a course that you, anywhere you see um, previous winners are not in Spieth. It's a putter's course, right? It's there a putting contest. Give me Denny McCarthy, two hundred fifty to one. I like that's that. all I got right now. It's early in the week, still trying to digest some stuff uh, from the PGA. So I uh, hope you guys like the show this week. So then follow Joe on Twitter at Tour Picks. I am Eddie Dino Rilchi. Did you know, Joe, my real name is Charles? No. Yeah. No. Long story. Uh, I'm named after my grandpa, but uh, there's a kid that my parents knew that was named Charlie or Charles, they called him Charlie, and then his dad was Charlie, so he was already little Charlie and big Charlie. So they were friends with my parents, and then they wanted to name me Charles because my grandpa or whatever. So now they're like, go with Chad. Like, so then first day of school every year at kindergarten, first grade, Charles Eckert, and all my friends are like, Charles? Your name Charles? is Charles? Charles? Oh, Charles Schwab, this is it. This is a, the, uh, the tournament for me, Charles Eckert. You know, that's why I'm Charles H. Eckert. That's why I go by Chi. That's why Chi-Chi Rodriguez was one of my favorite players growing up. I don't need to tell that story, but there you go. You can follow me at Edina Real Chi because I'm a realtor for Edina Real T. Good oh. stuff. Bye, anyway. everybody. We'll see you next week. Good luck, everyone. Hey, thanks, boys and girls. Uh, liking that subscribe thing, whatever it's called, hit the rate and review. Follow us on Twitter. Comment. Thank you for being here. Cheers. Let's get another one. Oops, I forgot to do this. All right, here we go. Bye, Joe. Love you. See you, bud. Happy anniversary. Happy birthday. For the yes, last. birthday of the pod. I assure you. And sign up for the Jock Market. Join Joe on Wednesday night. That's a fun show. I'm always in the chat. We'll be there Wednesday, 9 Eastern. IPO. Bye-bye. My computer's being so slow today. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye.